Welcome to Marquette Missionary Church. Here is today's message. Let's dive into our sermon series. We have been in a sermon series called The Kingdom of Heaven. We have been in this series for quite some time. We've been looking in the book of Matthew. Now, if you've ever read the Gospel of Matthew, you will see this phrase come up over and over and over. The kingdom of heaven is constantly showing up in Matthew's gospel. What we have been looking at, and I want to just remind us that God's kingdom is not a realm. It's not just like some sort of mystical place. God's kingdom is when men and women come to faith in Jesus Christ. When men and women put their hope and their trust in Jesus, we are now coming in to God's authority, into God's rule. And we are in presence here, coming in to God's kingdom. We have been camping out in, in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And this is the Sermon on the Mount. And we are looking at how does God call his people, his people that have come into his kingdom, how are we called to live? How does God desire for, for, for his people to live out this life in his kingdom. Last week, we looked at Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, where Jesus gives his listeners this warning. And we talked a lot about this last week, how Jesus warns us. He says, listen, like, be very, very careful on how you judge and how you help brothers and sisters in need. He gives this warning that, that in, uh, in verses 3 and 4, he says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? We have to make judgment calls in this life. However, we need to be very careful on we ourselves, on how we enter into making judgment calls. Jesus warns us, listen, you need to first examine oneself. Examine what is happening in your own life before you decided to point out someone else's problems or mistakes or sins. So we looked at that last week. Well, this week we are going to continue down a few more verses, and we're going to pick up in Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. So I'm going to ask for you to stand with me and uh, turn to Matthew 7, and we're going to stand out of out of honoring God's word this morning. And let's uh, pick up in verse 7. Jesus says this. He says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, it will be open. Verse 9. Or which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. Verse 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your, will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning. Lord, we desire to hear from you. We desire for you to come and for your Holy Spirit to be speaking and challenging us and encouraging us this morning. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, come and illuminate it to us, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys may be seated here. 
Jesus starts off in verses 7 and 8. And if you grew up in church or have been to church for quite some time, you've probably heard these verses before. In verse 7, Jesus says this. He says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives, and who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Jesus gives us three verbs. And Jesus is building upon each one of them as he gives these words to us. He starts off by saying, I want you to ask, and I want you to seek, and I want you to knock. This, this past week in my study, I was reminded of some verses we looked at last week. It was interesting. Last week, we looked at Luke chapter 18, and I was reminded of these verses as I was thinking about these verses. In Luke 18, we read these verses last week, but in light of these verses, I want to just point something out. In Luke 18, we looked at this example that Jesus gives in verse 10. He says, two men went up to the temple to pray. One Pharisee and the other a tax collector. And the Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I reshare this because as I reread this this past week, I find this interesting that Jesus says, I want you to ask, I want you to seek, I want you to knock. And when you look at this story in Luke, we get this example of a religious person and of a sinner. And the religious person comes to God, and guess what he doesn't do? He never asks. He never asks God for anything. The religious person shows up and doesn't ask. He shows up and he talks about how righteous he is and how great he is. But the sinner comes to God and asks. And I find that so interesting this morning here. And like what I said in my studies, I was like, wow, that is, that is so interesting that, that within that story, we see this example of the religious and the sinner and only one of them asks. But Jesus here commands his people, commands his church, come to me, ask. And then Jesus builds upon asking. He says, seek. Seek and you will find. Seeking is a little bit different than asking. Seeking is asking with action. It implies earnest petitions to the Lord. Now, if, if you have scripture, do you guys realize how many times God tells us to seek? More importantly, to seek him? Like it's, it's not just like a little bit in Scripture. It's not like there's just one Bible verse about seeking. One, you know, possible Old Testament verse about seeking God. God desires to be found. We need to really understand this, this concept here, that God of the universe desires to be found. Not only that, he has made this universe and this world in such a way that men and women... If they would seek him, they would find him. I want to share a couple of scripture verses with you about how God has revealed himself through creation. Psalms 119. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. 
Romans 1.20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. God created this universe that you and I live in in such a way that he can be found. He desires to be found. He's made everything so that when mankind looks to the creation, looks to the world around us, we would find God. And Jesus here says, listen, I want you to, want you to, to be asking your heavenly Father. I want you to ask. I want you to pray. But I also want you to seek. And seeking is way more than just sitting there praying, oh God. Seeking is this action of us moving towards God. Us saying, God, I, I really want to find you. God, I, I really want to see who you are. I really want to find out more of who you are. And this is why scripture says this over and over about seeking. Proverbs eight seventeen. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently. Find me. You will seek me and find me. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Psalms 34.10, the young lion suffers want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. I bring this up because, guys, within Scripture, there is this commandment to be seeking God. And as we are within God's kingdom, as we are coming underneath God's authority, God desires for you and I, for mankind, to find him, to come to him, to ask him, and to seek him. And this last word, God talks about knocking. Jesus says, knock, and it will be open for you. I love how one scholar said, he said, knocking is asking, plus acting, plus persevering. That we are called to be men and women who are within God's kingdom, to be persevering in our pursuit for who God is. Look with me at Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 11. This is, this is really, really interesting here because when you study scripture, there are so many cross-references. When you read the Gospels, church, one story is in one Gospel and then it shows up in another Gospel. And it's the same story, but it's good to cross-reference them because you will start to see the heart of what the passages say. So turn with me to Luke chapter 5, verses 5 through 11, or 5 through 10 here. And we're going to start to get a glimpse to Matthew 7. And you'll see as we read it. Luke 11, starting in verse 5. And Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight, and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Verse 6, A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. Verse 8, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely give up and give you as much as you need. So Jesus gives this story and says, listen, let's just say somebody comes to this one friend at night and the friend 
is already sleeping. And his friend's like, listen, I really need some bread. I've got some other people coming in. Can you help me out? And Jesus says, say the friend says no. But then you just shamelessly pursue him. And you just are constantly showing up. And you're saying, come on, help me out here. Help me out here. Jesus is given this picture of just perseverance here. And then look at verse 9. So Jesus gives this picture. And then look at these verses. He says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Jesus has given us this picture that he calls to his people. Listen, I want you to really come to the Father. I want you to come. I want you to ask. I want you to seek. And I want you to be very diligent in your pursuit for God. And this is the most amazing thing, church. This truth right here. The God of the universe, the God who created everything that you and I physically see, the stars, creation, we live in Marquette, it's absolutely beautiful, the lake, everything you see, God created. This God, the one who scripture says holds the universe in the palm of his hand, this God wants you and me to come to him to ask him, to seek him, to persevere and say, God, I'm here. Guys, this is one of those amazing truths that if we don't take a moment and just realize that that this God who is all-powerful, who knows everything, who, who, who is just almighty, the Lord of Lord, the, the King of kings, you can fill in every descriptive word Scripture says about him, looks down and Jesus says, this is who God is. He wants you to ask him. He wants you to seek him. He wants you to persevere and just pursue him. Why? Look at verse 9 in Matthew 7. Or which of you, Jesus does this beautiful comparison, or which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? Verse 11, if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? We get this beautiful picture here, and Jesus does this great, great analogy here. He, he starts talking to fathers and parents, and all of us here, you're either a father or you came from a father. And Jesus gives this picture of this earthly relationship. And he says, you've got earthly fathers, and they know how to give good gifts. Now, some of us in this room, you might not have had a good earthly father, You might have had a great earthly father. I don't know which one you fall in, but I do know this. If we look at our best earthly fathers and we look at our worst earthly fathers, the difference between them and who God is. Bad earthly father, good earthly father. There's very little difference there in comparison to how great and good our heavenly father is. Jesus gives this picture here, like, listen, like, even earthly fathers know how to, like, take care of their kids. If they ask for something, they're not going to give them something else here. He gives this comparison because he wants his people to know, he wants his church to know that, listen, God in heaven, your heavenly father, he's unlike all of these 
earthly fathers. Even the best earthly father is evil. Even the greatest one doesn't even compare to your heavenly father. Your earthly father, they know how to sometimes give out good gifts, but let me tell you about your heavenly father. Your heavenly father, he knows how to give really good gifts. And we have to understand this, church, because Jesus is basically saying here, I want you guys to come to the Father. I want you to ask him. I want you to know that, listen, he's listening. He's there. He he is listening to your prayers, church. He hears you when you cry out to him. He sees all the pain and all of the suffering, and he says, come and find me. Come and seek me. Come and be with me. And I believe the greatest gift we have from God is himself. God himself is the greatest gift. And we have to like understand this because I think sometimes we get very confused and very heartbroken and upset when we don't realize the gift that God has for us. See, in this life, you guys all know this, I know this, there will be heartache. There will be times where you don't understand what God is doing might have a loved one on their deathbed and you just want one more week and you're crying out to God and you don't understand why this death came, why this heartache comes. God, in the midst of all of that, he wants to give you himself. He wants you to know him. That is the, that is the ultimate greatest gift that God could ever give mankind is for us to know him. And it is amazing. In, you guys know this. I'm preaching to the choir here, that when you know God, when you understand how great God is, that he sent his one and only son into this world so that we may be with him. When you understand that God came to pursue us and for us to know him, our prayer life changes, our asking changes, our seeking changes. Guys, it's so easy to get distracted by the things around us. God, I just, I just need more money. God, I, I just need a better job. And all of those things, like, 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 don't get me wrong, God hears them. God, God totally cares. But I believe behind it, church, our prayer should be, God, I, I just want you. I just want to be with you, God. I want to know you deeper. I want to have this peace that you talk about in your word. God, I want that to be in my heart and in my life. I'm telling you, you church, when we're seeking after the things of this world, they, they don't satisfy. We all know this. I mean, look at this past year. Look at 2020 last year. I mean, everything that Americans held dearly just fell apart. I mean, it was just gone. But behind that is the creator of the universe. Behind that is the God of heaven and earth. And he is sitting there and he is desiring for his people for his church to come and be found in him and in him alone. And I want to be challenging us, church, for us to be realizing that this is what God wants for you and for me. He wants, most of all, for you to know him and be found in him. And instead of asking and seeking for all these things of this world that we think will somehow satisfy us, if we can just get more more money or better health or whatever, fill in the blank, the only thing we need, church, is Christ. And he loves you so much that he says, come to me. 
I mean, really, really picture this. Here we are, just this like itty-bitty sinful human being that we're, we're just stumbling around this universe and to the worldly people, we're just on this third rock from the sun rotating. And, we're all, and God says, I want you to come and ask me. What do you need? What do you need? Come, come, ask me. I'm here. Seek me. Knock. You will find me. And we have to take this promise, church, and instead of us letting the distractions of this life, it's so easy for us to get distracted and kind of like avoid God. Let's just like be absolutely honest here. You know, if somebody like came to you and said, hey, I, uh, you know, I want you to spend an hour in prayer this day, or hey, we're going to go out and do something really, really fun today. It's so easy for us to just get distracted by the life around us. But I want to really challenge us this week and spend time with God. Spend time asking him. Spend time seeking him. Spend time just in his word. Spend time at his feet. Spend time on your knees saying, God, this world distracts me. And God, I I just want to know you. I want to know you deeper. I want to know you more. And guess what? He'll show you. He will reveal more of himself to you. This past week, I got to chat with one of my old youth group students. I was, before coming here, I used to do youth ministry down in Wisconsin here. And um, this one girl, she was one of our first youth group students. Um, Her name is Leah. You guys will most likely meet her someday, and she'll probably come in testimony here. But we ended up chatting this past week. We hadn't talked for several, several months, maybe even a year, and I wanted to see how Leah was doing. And she said, Pastor, I can't tell you how great this past year was. She says, my job fell apart. My roommates have been terrible. In the physical, everything has been absolutely horrendous. She's like lived in four or five different apartments over like a you know, like 12-month period of time, which if you've ever moved... You know, the headache of moving. And she says, but God has really gotten a hold of me this past year. Jeff, my relationship with him has been, has been absolutely amazing. She said, I've just been spending time seeking him and crying out to him. And, and Jeff, I can honestly tell you that my relationship with him is greater than it's ever been. And the joy that I was hearing just, just, the, just the contentment, even when everything else is falling apart, she's like, listen, I've been spending time in his word. I've been spending time seeking him and, and just being with him and just being found in him. And as I listened to that, I was like, man, this is, this is what God desires for us. He desires for you and I just to constantly be coming to him, constantly asking him, constantly seeking him, constantly knocking and saying, God, I, I need you here. And Jesus' promise is, is that your heavenly father, who's way better than your earthly father, way, way, way better, he'll give it to you. And I want to just challenge us this week, church. I know earlier this year, if you were coming here in January, I challenged us as a church to be, to be uh, reading God's word entirely in this year. And, and I hope and pray that you have been doing that daily. But church, I just want to challenge you this week. Spend some time with God. Spend some time asking him, praying. Spend some time seeking, looking to his word and persevere no matter what is going on around you. Persevere and say, God, I just, I need you. 
And I guarantee you this. I guarantee it. God will reveal himself to you. He desires to. That's his, that's his overall goal, is for men and women to know him and to be known by him. When you read, if you have been reading the Bible in a year, it's so interesting that through the book of Exodus, God's desire was for his people to be with him. Have you ever really picked up on that throughout the entire Old Testament? You are my people. I am your God. He just wants to be with us and be found with us. And I want to just challenge you, church, spend time with the Lord. Spend time reading. Come on out Monday night to the prayer and Bible studies. Find believers. Start up a small group. Just spend time seeking him with one another, but also individually. Just spend time just asking and seeking and knocking and saying, God, I just want to know you more. And your heavenly Father who gives good gifts, he'll give it. You'll, you will be found in him and I can't even express how amazing it will be. I want you to stand and I want to pray for us this morning. I'm going to ask the worship team to, to come back up. And Katie, I'd like for you guys to lead us in good, good Father. Let's pray. Father, God, we come to you this morning. Father, I thank you that you are the one who listens to your kids. God, you listen to our prayers. You know exactly everything that is happening within our lives. Father, help us to be found in you. Help us to find you. Help us to trust you. Help us to know how good and great you are. God, I give you praise this morning. Lord, I thank you that we can come and we can gather and we can seek you now. Father, as we sing this last song, God, remind us of how good and how great you are. God, we give you praise. In Jesus' name.